0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim, and I am a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. So this show, to me, is all about making life better for cats and for the people who love them. And to that end, I have invited Tabitha Kusera to join me today. Tabitha is a registered veterinary technician as well as a certified cat behavior specialist. So we're going to talk a little bit today about some things you can do to make a huge impact on the health and well-being of your cat. So we'll be right back with Tabitha. We'll be back.
2: Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food.
0: Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to cattreetrade.com That's C A T T R E E T R A Y C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome
1: back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. On Pet Life Radio. As I mentioned, I have Tabitha Cucero with me today. Hey, Tabitha! How are you? I am excellent. I'm really excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today because I think that it is something that really can impact the health and well being of cats. But do you think that there are things that we can all do to make life better for our cats?
2: Yes, definitely. I think this is a wonderful topic a lot of cat caregivers are not huge fans of cats and carriers because their cats aren't big fans of it. But thankfully, like you mentioned, there's a lot of things that we can do pretty easily at home to help our cats love the carrier.
1: Yeah, I guess it it was important for me to say, we're going to talk about cat carriers today. Um, You know, From my perspective, trying to keep cats healthy and really happy, I want to see more cats. And I feel like even the ones that I do see sometimes come through the door of my animal hospital, just yowling and just telling me, hey, I really, really hate my carrier. So that's why I wanted to talk about this topic today, because once they get to my exam room and I do all my fear-free things and they're walking around, they aren't yowling anymore. Do you ever wonder about the yowling or want to explain to people what that means?
2: Yeah. So A lot of cats, unfortunately, have not had positive experiences with carriers for a lot of reasons. It may be the only time they come out is once a year, twice a year when they go to the vet. And even though veterinarians are wonderful, sometimes we have to do things that aren't comfortable for the kitties. Also, sometimes the caregivers don't know how to get the cats in the carrier. So they know the importance of getting them to the vet. So that isn't ideal for either the cat or the cat caregiver because they kind of stuff them in there because they're like we have to go even though the cat's hiding and saying no 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 so unfortunately a lot of cats aren't big fans of carriers and what happens when they're fearful or stressed out they will vocalize which I'm sure many of you guys have experienced with your cats even in the car or even just in the carrier right away, but as soon as they get in there, they start to, their eyes get dilated, their ears go back or to the side. They may start vocalizing and then even yowling, which is pretty severe distress. So I love that you mentioned that. So if your cat is exhibiting that kind of stress, definitely talk to your veterinarian about it. There's a lot of things they can do to help decrease stress along with some of the tips we're going to talk about today to help your cat love the carrier.
1: You know, it, it seems extreme, and I'm not sure everybody's ready to hear this, but in my opinion, a yowling cat is a suffering cat, and it is my job to reduce Suffering and yours as well. I don't think people realize. They just laugh and say, well, she doesn't like her carrier. It took me and my husband both to stuff her in there. We got kind of scratched up. That is suffering. And of course, a sick cat is suffering as well. And a cat that is not protected from intestinal parasites or or infectious disease or whatever, that cat is suffering too. So we've got to find that happy place where we can get them in the carrier and get them to the vet and no one is
2: suffering. Don't you agree? Definitely. Severe stress is no joke. I always joke when I'm lecturing to veterinarians or the general public and I'm like, if I held up a fork and you you went white like a ghost and ran away, I would not judge you or make fun of you. I would say you probably had some severe trauma to a fork. I don't know your learning history. And that really helps people understand like, if you just lift your carrier up and your cat has a response to just run and hide, that is a severe fear response. Like your cat is going through something and we definitely don't want that, which you don't want that for your cats too. And and like you mentioned, we don't see enough cats at the vet. They're the most popular pet yet every year we see them less and less in the veterinary field. And that's very concerning. And I know a big part of that is the stress that caregivers have with traveling with their kitties, which is a big part plays with the carrier with that.
1: I agree. And so the, the people that are listening to this show probably do see the value. If they've listened to my show, they do <laughs> see the value of seeing a veterinarian, but maybe there are some of them that just kind of procrastinate it because they don't want to deal with it, the cat being stressed. And, and I want this Conversation with you to make sure that people understand there are ways around this. We can get this done. It doesn't have to be this bad. So, here we go. Here's my big question for you. If your cat is an adult cat and has already learned some fear of the carrier and you're already kind of dreading it, is it too late? Do you have to start when they're kittens?
2: Never too late to learn. I'm 37 and I'm still learning. I'll be learning at 80. <laughs> So it is never too late to help your kitties. And like you mentioned, when there is already a trauma there, we're going to introduce that carrier a little slower versus when they're kittens. Hey, let's just leave it around the house. Let's pair it with good stuff. So ideally, if you have kittens, you want to do that. But there's still things to do if your cat's afraid of the carrier.
1: So what about where? Where? we work with the cat. I mean, does everybody out there have to come to, I I think you're in Ohio. I don't know. Does everybody have to come to you or where does this have to happen? Do they have to take the cat to the vet and just flood the cat with all these experiences? Let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So usually I like to break it down. And if like, for example, if you are a cat caregiver that you just pick the carrier up and your cat runs, which unfortunately is a very common thing. That tells me your cat has a very severe fear response to that. So I tell my clients first off, let's buy a new carrier. Let's just start with with something new. And um, when it comes to choosing the right carrier, you always can go for like a hundred dollar safety pod type carrier. But I know everyone can't afford those, so the larger plastic ones with the screws are really great. Doc and Phoebe has a new carrier out that kind of looks like a bed that unzips from the top as well. So I always tell my clients, hey, let's start with a new carrier. Let's make sure we have the right size. I know that sounds easy, but I'm sure you have also seen a lot of cat carriers where the cats can't turn around in, or they're putting more than one cat in the carrier. And that's that's never okay. Um, so first things first, let's start with a brand new carrier a comfy carrier. And then what I tell the people to do is let's start with just the bottom of the carrier. Like you said, if you're afraid of something, you don't want to flood them, which means exposing them to what they're afraid of full force. So we don't want to be like, throw you in the carrier. Here's some treats. We're going because your cat's going to be too nervous to eat and you're just forcing them to be scared. So what I would recommend is starting with just the bottom of the carrier, which putting like good stuff in it, a comfortable towel, maybe they're like a favorite sweatshirt of yours putting treats in it, playing with them in and around it, putting treats in and around it. Because sometimes asking them to go in it right away is too much. So we could start with just play around it and in it. And then also leaving that somewhere that you are a lot. So I love you cat peoples, but I love your cat room and I love that you have stuff in your basement, but your cat's resources should really be where you are because they love you and they're bonded to you. So I have a cat carrier under my desk because I'm in my office a lot. I have one in my office or one in my living room. So place the bottom of it in the living room. So not in a room that you're never in because they want to hang out with you. And then it becomes a resting spot. Then we could slowly, and we're also kind of slowly acclimating them to it. So it's not full force. And the only time it comes out is not when you go to the vet. No wonder cats don't like the carrier. And then you can, if your cat's like hanging out in there, happily eating in there, then you can add the top. Which again, it's best to get a carrier. Even with the screws, it takes the vet professionals one minute to take it apart. We shouldn't be pulling kitties out of carriers, and the amount of stress that it helps resolve is great. It takes us a minute, but then we can get all our diagnostics and exams done because the cat's a lot less stressed. So overall, it's it's definitely worth it. Of course, for everybody, and from a safety standpoint. So then I would add the top, and then again, every cat's different. Go at your cat's pace. So if they're showing signs of fear and stress, like ears back, running away, averting their, like shifting their weight away from you or not eating the treats, that tells us we went to the next steps too soon. So if your cat's comfortable with adding the top, then let's say you could add the door. Yay. And then you place a few treats. Like you give your cat a long lasting treat, like churro on a plate spread really thin or a licky mat. And you're going to put, the cat goes in the carrier on their own accord. It's all about choice, guys, right? So you can use a food treat trail, but choice is key. When we give them choices, they feel a lot safer, which definitely makes sense. And then you close the door only for a second or two. So a lot of people are like, they like the carrier. Now they're okay with being enclosed in the carrier. Whoa, guys, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. So we're going to close the door for a second or two, give them a treat like that long lasting treat and open it before they show signs of stress and gradually work on increasing that time. And then we'll start adding the car and like driving around the block and then driving to the vet. So I know I kind of broke those steps down and every cat, your cat might be cool with the second step, the second day in, but it's all about working with your individual cat and going at a pace they're comfortable with.
1: So I want to throw in a pitch for my own clients, maybe, or the cats that I see. The removable top is awesome and room in there enough for me to get my hands around the cat to listen to its heart. I do tons of cat exams inside the bottom of the carrier, as long as they're comfortable with that. But if it's really tight, I can't, I can't do my work. So, um, and, and although I will and can remove the 850 screws off the sides of the cat carriers, I like the ones that snap or unzip just an easily removed lid is, I love that, but I know that they are expensive. So, um, so just remember your veterinarian and your veterinary professionals really want to get the top off and you're going to take the top off anyway, right? To train them. And that's what Tabitha's is saying. So I just wanted to put in the pitch
2: for, for my staff and me. Yes, for sure. Easy access to exit and entryways. Ideally, there should be a carrier on the top and like the the front and the top. There should be ability to take it apart. Of course, Size matters. So your cat should be able to easily, because everybody's cats are, we're all different sizes and so are our cats, are our cats so your cat should be able to walk in and out easily and physically turn around in it. So that's a good gauge. Like those are some good things to look for when buying a new carrier, because there are a lot of good options, but there are some options out there that I'm like, whoa, I don't know who's fitting in this and why they're selling it. <laughs>
1: I agree with a little tiny narrow door that they have to just be like stuffing the cat in there and then slamming it shut. And that's, nobody likes that. I even say in my lectures, you know, I really don't like heights. And if I was on a suspension bridge and it took everything in me to get out there, if someone came along and tackled me, I might die. (laughs) I
2: feel that. I do
1: not like heights either. (laughs) So if your cat is terrified of the carrier, and then you stuff them in it. That's just, that's just creating, that is suffering. So, I mean, I don't think it's too much to to call it suffering. I think it's suffering.
2: No, I think mental and physical health are the same thing in humans and animals. And I, I definitely agree with you, which is why I think so many people are like, ah, the carrier causes me stress because they love their cat and they don't like to see them stressed out. But the other thing is, let's say, you're working on training but there's an emergency and you have to take your cat to the vet i'm not a big fan i don't recommend ever putting your cat through that door always do a treat trail play with them around it try to make it a choice and if they're too afraid in an emergency because ideally we're going to train it up and make it a positive experience which you can all start doing today to have when there is an emergency but ideally you should be taking the top lid off or opening the top door and placing your cat in like that because then you could support your whole cat and we're not seeing the cat like a cartoon cat, like sticking out all four legs on that door that they don't fit into, you're scratched. I don't know that door is not to put cats (laughs) into unless they choose to go in (laughs) on their own because we all know how it looks. So if you do have to place your cat in a carrier, ideally take the top off and then place the top over it or place them through the top hole because that one is a better size. We're not squeezing them in something.
1: I agree completely. Well, so here's a question for you. What about in a family where lots of people are the cat caregivers? Does the whole family need to take part in the carrier training?
2: I am a big fan of consistency, but if let's say the whole family doesn't have the time, honestly, just buying a new carrier, which this takes barely any time for the client as well, buying a new carrier that talks like the appropriate, like a feline-friendly carrier, like we discussed, placing it in an area that your family like regularly is in. So whatever room, like your family room, whatever room you guys are commonly in, make sure to place treats, catnip and toys in the carrier, place familiar bedding in the carrier. And then if you happen to notice your cat going into the carrier on their own, walk over and give them a treat, like set up treat stations, like close to you. So you can easily get that treat and reinforce your cat for being in there. So that's a pretty simple thing. And that's a really fun game. You could, if you have younger kids, like, let me know when you see the kitty in the carrier. And then they get to like, give the cat a treat. It's just, I love working with kids, but there's a lot of fun ways you can make have this be consistent but really doesn't take much time. But again, if the whole family isn't involved, that's okay too as long as consistency is key, but as long as the family isn't forcing the cat, we can't have the cat the other family members forcing the cat into the carrier or creating a negative association with the carrier, or, hey, I closed the door by accident and I forgot the cat was in there and the cat was in there for an hour stressed out as heck. We're going to have to go back a lot. So that's the only thing when it comes to the whole family being on board, which to be fair, most people aren't going to cause a a traumatic experience by accident with that. So that's a good thing at least. (laughs)
1: I agree. I think probably important for the whole family to know you're working on it, but, you know, just kind of let it evolve, I guess, and educate everybody. So let's take a real quick break and come back and talk a little bit more about this because I'd like to give my listeners an idea of how fast to go through these steps and some other
0: tips. So we'll be right back. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet And I love you still. A thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. 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 PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So Tabitha and I are discussing the impact of teaching your cat not to hate his or her carrier might have on the health and well-being and longevity and the relationship you have with your cat. So Tabitha, let's give my listeners an idea of how long this takes. I know it's individual, but where do you start? Obviously, buying a new carrier is a great place, but what next?
2: So kind of like I broke it down a little bit earlier, fairly quickly, where it's all about taking down each step, like bottom of the carrier, adding the top, adding the door, adding the door closed, and then adding movement and then adding movement to the car. So again, we're adding in all these things slowly. At each step, if your cat is exhibiting signs of stress or fear, That means you went a little too far and we're going to just give them some treats and end on a positive note away from the carrier, because that's really important with these mini sessions. Because. Let's say you're going above and beyond, which I highly recommend because when you have to take that to the vet and it's not stressful, like my cats are trained to go into their carrier. We're already messes when our animals aren't feeling well. So the fact that my cat loves the carrier, I can't begin to tell you how wonderful that is um, when I'm stressing out about everything, especially as a vet tech where I'm like, oh my God, everything's wrong with my cat. So I would recommend starting with small steps where your cat is showing minimal to no signs of stress. And if they do, that means you went to the next step too quickly and some signs of stress in kitties is again like like dr mentioned vocalizing not eating make sure to try out treats that the cat likes before starting to use them with the carrier because you might be like oh it's the carrier when actually that's just a really boring treat you want to use some we call it a high value reinforcer so something good like pizza for me is really good you may not like pizza so First things first, find reinforcers for your kitty that they really like. Like there's squeeze cheese, there's churro, there's play, there's so many things, but every cat's an individual. So first things first, find a treat or reinforcer that your cat really likes and then start pairing it with these small things. And when it comes to adding the door being closed and the movement You would, for example, your cat's comfortable going into the carrier on their own accord. Like you guys, they nap in there when you guys are watching TV. So then you're going to have a mini session. And what I mean by mini session, the great thing about training is it only takes one to three minutes. If you could do this every other day, that would be amazing. Or even a few times a week for one to three minutes, you have the cat go into the carrier by their own accord. And then, like I said, you'll close the door, give them treats, open the door after 5 seconds then maybe 30 seconds then maybe 5 seconds again and then maybe a minute so we basically work on ping-ponging the time that they're with the door being closed then you might add now that the cat's showing minimal to no signs of stress with the door closed now we're going to lift it up <laughs> and walk around the house you could even go walk outside which placing a towel over the carrier can help because it helps to minimize visual stimuli. And I highly recommend that because you guys, when you're stressed out, everything's more intense. Think of the horror movies. Everything's more intense for that person in the closet waiting for the spooky ghost to get them. So we want to minimize visual stimuli. Feel away can be helpful as a pheromone spray. Just remember to spray the towel and not the carrier with the cat in it and spray the towel prior to placing over the cat because it is have some alcohol in it. So it does need a few seconds to kind of dissipate that yucky smell that cats aren't fans of so they can really take in that feel away. And then what you'll do is you'll place them in the back of your car, or I'm a big fan of placing the cat behind the passenger seat because they're really sturdy. They're not shaking all around. And then it helps to set up the human for success because you're not putting, because I know we might feel better sticking our fingers in there and saying, most cats do not like that. (laughs) So Not only are they sturdy and safe and not rocking all over the place. And then also we carry carriers from the bottom. Cats don't like roller coasters just like me. So I know there's handles on carriers, guys, but it sends them on a roller coaster ride. So we carry your carriers from the bottom, like a gentle package. Think of your cat as a beautiful package. And then you'll just give them a few treats in the car. And then you might give them a long lasting treat and drive around the block and then come home. So again, these are one to three minute sessions. And then by the time you work up to going to the vet, your cat's like, this is awesome. This is the best thing ever. So I really broke it down into those steps. And basically you might do one to two of those steps in one week, but it's all about watching your cat's body language and seeing where they're comfortable at.
1: Okay. So for the record, I really love pizza. It is a high value (gasps) treat for me. Um, And I also see an absolute ton of cats in person. And I agree that each cat is an individual on the treats. So, but you know what? I think the listeners can make this fun. You can go on a treat grocery trip, you know, and you can try different things. You mentioned churro. And I use a lot of squeeze cheese. I use a lot of Temptations treats. I don't really like pitching certain brands of things on this show, but there are certain things that work really well. So can you talk about maybe what should be on that grocery list for people that are about to embark on this carrier training journey?
2: So I actually have a handout of cat reinforcers that I can send over to you to throw on the website because I get asked about this so much, Dr. Cat. Like people say things like my cat doesn't like treats. Which is why I wanted to make a point to mention find out what your cat likes before you start training, because they'll be like, it's the carrier when actually you're offering me a salad, guys. It's not reinforcing (laughs) for me. So I do like churro. They do not sponsor me, even though they should. Jokes, but I do love churro, which is like a meat paste. It's very easy to travel with. I'm a huge fan of squeezed cheese and then sometimes just smelly canned cat food. So like some of the cheaper kinds of Again, the smellier canned cat food. So not usually the kinds you're feeding, but it's just like my cats will just get it as a special treat on a licky mat during their drive. So kind of like how you guys would give your dogs a frozen Kong in the car, which is also a great idea. You basically have a licky mat for your kitty, which they exist, and your kitty gets a licky mat with some smashed canned food, a special canned food that they don't usually get. They only get a few tablespoons. They're going to be fine. It's, It's great. You can also, I'm trying to think of the other... Those three are very big hitters. Cause I like the treats too, like the chewable treats, like the Temptations and things like that. But in my experience, cats like the licky, smelly, gross stuff better. So I would probably use that stuff over the dry treats. But Temptations are great. They're a classic. Churro also has like little meat sticks that you can cut up into small pieces. And there's a lot of different knockoffs and brands of that. So it's just like little chewy, Things that, Because that's the other thing. When you're training, you don't want a treat that's going to take them a minute to eat. <laughs> so even with temptations, I actually break them in half, even though some of the cats really love those, that Friskies party mix, which seems like the most boring treats to me. But some cats love them, which is why I always ask them. And they break up really nice. So you want that cat, you want to be able to reinforce that cat a lot. Like when you're working on that door being closed or In the car which is why i like the long lasting treat but you can also just give them a treat like every one to three seconds for 30 seconds and then work up to every three to five seconds so breaking those even i know a temptation is pretty small it's not a lot of calories your cats will be okay but you can break it up into three to four pieces and then reinforce them more because the rate of reinforcement which just means the amount of treats we give them in a session does matter like if i'm doing a math problem. And back before I knew math really well, and the teacher doesn't tell me it's right until 10 minutes after, that's a problem. (laughs) I'm going to get discouraged and frustrated because I don't like math. So you should be telling me I'm doing, I have the right idea, honestly, at the beginning of the problem for me. Um, So that's really helpful for cats too.
1: Yeah, you'd have to tell me all along the way that I was
2: okay. (laughs) Yeah. Math is not reinforcing to me. I love science, you guys, but you know, everybody has their thing.
1: I agree. Well, it has been really a very enlightening talk today, and I hope that my listeners got a lot out of it. Can you tell everyone that's listening kind of how to find out more about you and maybe send me that treats list as well?
2: Yeah, definitely. So I'm a clicker trainer, which is just a type of positive reinforcement marker trainer where you use a marker to identify the behavior that you want the, the behavior you want. So for example, when the cat goes in the carrier, I click and then I reinforce them. So I'm very clear with my communication, but my cats are clicker trained to go in the carrier. So I cue it say cue the word carrier and they go into it. So you could do that as well, which I would love for everyone to do. And I have a handout for that, which I will send Dr. Cat because I would love to see all of you clicker training your kitties and they would love it too. It's a great way to build a stronger bond, to keep your cat not bored, to exercise their brain. And it's just awesome. But you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Chirrups and Chatter. And also chirpsandchatter.com. I share a lot of cat and dog behavior tips and tricks, especially with vet visits because... Just like Dr. Cat, uh, cats loving the vet is a very special thing for me. I actually teach cooperative care to cats. So if you were into wanting your cat to happily accept medications or their insulin, you can train your cat to go to a mat on their own accord and happily accept the injection. But that's more of a in-depth training, which I highly recommend. <laughs> but I like to mention it because a lot of people don't really think about it for cats. But you guys can do that too. Carrier training is a great start though.
1: Well, training cats can be life or death and people don't really realize it. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. You know, I'm not seeing enough cats and and what if it's just because the owners dread putting them in the carrier? I don't know. I just thought maybe we could help with that today.
2: No, and I I honestly as someone that works in all the lovely fields, I I think that that's a very 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 big part. <laughs> more so than some of the other things that as veterinary professionals, I'm sure that those factors are contributing. But I really think the biggest part is the lack of education about the need for vet visits for kitties, like us thinking that they're like mysterious and aloof, and they're going to be okay without ever being seen, which as we all know, that is not the case at all. And also, I think the amount of stress that's just, it's just cliche, like my cat hates the vet. And that's just like, like you said, I'm going to joke about my cat hating the carrier. And that's unfortunately, they're suffering and that hurts all of our hearts and it just makes everything more horrible. And then, like you said, the client might keep putting it off because like, to be honest, they just don't want to see their cat stressed. but it doesn't have to be that way. And it doesn't take much work. So your cats can love the carrier for sure, for sure. For so sure. we can
1: fix it and we can see your cat yes. and help keep them um, he- healthy and happy, actually. So this has really been a very, very good interview today. I really feel like we made a difference and we explained some things that are doable for people and that can be fun. So thank you so much, Tabitha.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Remember, you guys, your cats are super smart and they want to love their carrier. It's just we only pull it out when they go to the vet. So there's a lot of little things we could do that we talked about today that you could start this weekend. And they want to love their vet. <laughs> They do. My cats love the vet. You guys, I'm not making, I am a vet tech and I have done the work, but I love some of my doctors too. And those human doctors do things that other doctors don't do. And now I make a point to go to those specific doctors. So like Dr. Cat, like fear-free and low stress handling vets are great. There's a lot of options, but if your cat shows up, Horribly stressed because the carrier and the car drive was super stressful. It just makes everything harder for everybody. And then I know I briefly mentioned this, but if your cat defecates or vomits in the car, again, that's that roller coaster ride. So make sure they're stable and you're carrying the carrier correctly. But talk to your veterinarian about pre visit pharmaceuticals and anti-emetics which is just an anti-vomiting along with guys you gotta remember that along with behavior mod because there's no magic pill you guys
1: and nothing works the same for every cat exactly so yes it is a definitely dynamic thing but we want to help and your veterinarians and your veterinary technicians and and all the people that work with animals really just want to help so, thank you again so much. I hope you'll come back and talk with us about all things cat really.
2: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I could talk cats forever.
1: Yes, me too. <laughs> it's a good thing. So, I also <laughs> always want to thank my amazing producer, Mark Winter, because he makes this show me And I want all my listeners to go out and have a perfect day.
0: Let's talk pets every week on demand.